Hello everyone, and welcome back. Today I'd like to put forth a proposition that is very hard to believe. And part of the key of me talking to you and the things I talk to you about is to transcend belief and to get to a place of knowing. Because there is a very distinct difference. You don't have to think about what you know. About the essence of who you are. You just know. Believing on the other hand, is much more innately linked to mind, to having to hold a thought in mind connected to an outcome, even connected to you. And in that capacity, it can be empowering. It can be positive. If you align what you believe in your mind with who you really, really feel you are, then honestly, you may as well not have the belief. You may as well just be who you are. And again, that's a known thing. This is what Jesus pointed to. Know thyself. He didn't go around saying, think about yourself. Have a bunch of beliefs. Follow these steps in order to live a good life. And that was for a very good reason. To simplify it. To empower people to get to the root of who they are. Which in its essence is quite simple. So what is it? Well, life is simple because it is working right now without you having to do a heck of a lot about it. And in most moments, not anything at all. Without going into the entire story of human evolution, the evolution of life on Earth, let alone in the universe, in the 13.4 billion years that we think we know have led up to this moment. The fact is, is that right now, whether you feel 100% or not, you are functioning. The trillions of cells that make up your body and the trillions of other cells that are helping your body deal with your environment, dealing with food, dealing with the air, are working, are functioning. That would seem like a very chaotic process. It would seem, if you think about it too much, that there's a lot of ways to analyze it, to break it down, to try and understand it. And that's what we've done through this thing called science. We reduce things with science. It's a reductionist way of looking at the world around. And it's got its efficacy, it's got its place. But with all the science we have to date, we still can't explain who you are, who I am. It's not an equation, it's not a set of words, it's not a formula. Never has been, never will be. And that is where life is simple. Life is simple once you stop and understand that you don't have to understand all that much in order for you to function. And I give the same examples over and over because they're universal and they're valid. Your heart is being beaten by your biological system, which is working in conjunction with the air and the atmosphere around you. Your food is being digested. Your body's constantly trying to repair you, whether it's a cut, exertion from physical exercise, something you suffer from, from disease, from ill health due to mismanagement of diet, of exercise, of relationships, 
Surely mental stress is near the top of the list as a cause or as something that exacerbates all the other sufferings that we can have. And once we start thinking about it and there seems to be challenges, our mind has something to grasp onto and it makes life not simple. And this is just the way our mind works. Our mind stores information and then uses that information to compare with other information. It also uses you as information. Your self-conscious mind has a little piece of information. For me, it's called Steve. And it has a snapshot of what Steve is. Now, further to that, there's a self-conscious mind within our self-conscious mind. Do you see? A little portion of the mind is watching all the rest of the information in the mind, and it is relating it just to you. For me, just to the Steve. And its job is to filter all the information and make sure Steve is in consideration or a priority. Now, it used to be like that. That's the part of the mind that I stopped listening to in 2014 because it uh, wasn't helping, doesn't add anything, and to this day, I still can't see why it would be meaningful to re-engage it because I'm simply doing fine. And everything is, in fact, better and elevated since that experience. And that's why I'm talking to you from a place that doesn't use that portion of mind because it's simple. I don't need it. And I'm not looking to gain in the material world from it. Sharing this information is being done because I'm here. This is exciting. This is something that I know can help at a base consciousness level and that people can then contemplate and come into themselves in a whole integrated manner and view themselves as simple human beings or a simple human being who is here living a life. You know... I often was just like everybody else, you know, studying philosophy, studying science, biology, sociology, astronomy, astrology, physics, quantum physics to a degree. And the more you study, the more you kind of realize you'll never know everything, of course, but you won't know the important things through the intellect because the important things about life are feelings. Feelings are not the realm of the intellect because they don't have to begin there, even though they can. And again, this is where we reduce the moment to its simplicity. What is real? What is happening? And what are you going to choose to experience? How are you going to express yourself, your unique identity, your unique energy pattern that came to be when you were born into this world? simple. And here's how it is simple. You don't have to know how all your systems work to the nth degree in order for them to work. It's a big step to just be thankful that they do and then offer the least amount of resistance to the entirety of your being so you can enjoy your life experience. Now, I'll break it down as simply as possible because the whole key for me, speaking of these things is to make it simple. I don't want you to have a lot to think about at all. 
I want you to realize there's only things to feel about in the end. Even if feelings come from thought, and especially when feelings come from thought, that's the slippery slope and the danger and the challenge that the majority of humanity has faced for eons. But the simple fact of the matter is, you are a spirit, an energy in a body with a mind that you do not have to use when it is not necessary. That's the simple overview of what a human being is. Now within that, we are a species with a very powerful self-conscious mind, meaning we can look at the world around us in relation to us and rearrange. We can rearrange the environment as we've done since uh, the self-conscious mind did engage and evolve quickly. And in so doing, we've gone from perhaps the simplicity of living in the woods, living on a savanna, living somewhere with the environment and taking what we need when we needed it to observing of the environment what we could do with it. And now we can make cities, we can make cars, we can make airplanes, we can travel to outer space to a degree. And it's utterly fascinating, not always helpful, and it certainly hasn't been simple to get there. Look at the thousands of years we've been recently evolving through the intellect with regards to thinking so much. The birth of philosophy, the birth of language and writing, Whenever that was, I won't speculate because there's a lot that could be speculated on, and it doesn't really matter. Again, it's important to know when not to chase having to know something with the intellect, and when not to. And I've found in the last seven years it's rare that I just absolutely need to know something because it's integral to how I feel as a human being. It used to be different. I used to like being clever. I used to like knowing a lot of facts. I used to like regurgitating information as if that made me smart, as if that made me intelligent, important, valued, respected, trusted even. I know better now. But within our self-conscious mind, we have accumulated so much information, and every time we do, we create one thing, we keep thinking. Ah, but I could make this thing better. So, you know, a hut evolves into a home, evolves into a structure, evolves into something we build out of the earth, and then we determine how to manipulate the earth. We make bricks, we make timber, then we have a house. Next thing you know, the houses are go from one story to two stories because we figure it out. The projection of what we've done in the outside world is a complete reflection of the growth of information within the self-conscious mind of the human species that we keep passing on and adding to from generation to generation. Now that part is not simple, and this is where mental health problems have evolved. Anxiety, stress, worry, those are just thinking. Those are just pondering the information in our mind without making any decision about it. We all know the feeling. I used to sit there without doing anything and be completely scared of where I was in life or afraid of how I was managing my relationships, money. And yet nothing was moving except my mind. Thinking, the comparison of information, and that can lead to thoughts and feelings. Thoughts can lead to feelings, rather. And that's part of the danger in, a, in letting our mind keep going of its own volition rather than knowing, again, the simple structure of our being so that we can know where our mind's place is within it powerful tool, not the captain. 
If the captain is anything, it's got to be your heart. But even then, I'm more inclined to just identify your entire being and the feedback of your senses as being who you are and how you relate to the world on a very real, visceral, fundamental level. That's the simplicity of getting past the mind so that you can just be and be very aware, hyper-aware. By not having your awareness on your mind or having awareness of the world being directed mostly through your mind. This is an open awareness where your attention really isn't on anything, including your mind. And that allows your senses to do what they're supposed to do. Sense the world around. The difference is when you're not paying attention through your mind, you're not identifying the outside world and you're not lingering on thoughts and you're definitely not comparing it with yourself and making some importance of it based on what you can get out of the situation, what you can benefit from, that ulterior motive that the ego has inherently in just putting you first. And again, this isn't a, an overtly selfish thing. It's a built-in way that the system of the human mind has built itself in order to manage so much information, which keeps getting more and more complex. Because not only have we built a lot in the outside world, cities, cultures, structures of finance, of religion, of material consumption, but our mind is now a, an increasingly more complicated mental environment. Managing that is humanity's biggest challenge right now, individually and then collectively, because the collective is always a reflection of the individual. The reason why we have such big systems and structures of food distribution, material distribution, energy distribution, governance, and religion is because the mind never stopped thinking about it and kept coming up with more and more things to think and things to do, and we've gotten further disconnected from the way to be which is, in its simplicity, just being in the moment and allowing it, accepting it, even if you don't like it and there's changes that you need to make and want to make. The best starting point is to simplify. That's true of all levels of existence. All of us at one point in time ponder, why are we here? Why are we here? And a very good answer to that question is actually to not even answer it. A rhetorical question. And uh, Neil Peart of Rush put it succinctly in a song back in the 1990s. Why are we here? Because we're here. Roll the bones. Roll the bones. And all he means is, you know, don't think about it so much. Just get on with your life. Roll the bones means roll the dice. And it may sound trite, but it can snap you into the moment and put your thoughts in their place as far as how much importance they have or should have. Now, that's not to disregard thinking. Of course, it comes up with things. It solves things. But how important is it to your being, to the meaning of your being? What are your values? What is your moral compass? 
in this lifetime. That's for you and you alone to know and decide. But of course, you being that and being integrated with others in society, it will reflect on society and on others. The society around us should be a reflection of the individuals and their moral compass, their values. But we've gotten away from that by not being simple. A complicated society has big government, and I think we know which society has the biggest government and the most challenges, the most disease, the most health problems, the most warlike culture on the planet. It's the one that isn't the simplest. Now, our bodies should also function very simply. We've be evolved for thousands of years, and all other life on the planet, unto itself in its environment, has a relative stability in its health. There's no reason why it shouldn't. It stays in its environment because it has what it needs for its survival and for its growth and for its experience of life. And that's just fine. Then humans, with our elevated self-conscious mind, came along and we did what I just started speaking about. Using the environment for something other than its natural state. We can recombine things in the environment, we can reduce it to its base parts, then we can rebuild it into something else. You know, where does a car come from except for base materials in nature? We can't get things from anywhere else. And so, on some fundamental level, even a car is natural. But, because it's complicated, it comes from our thought process, which is complicated, there are side effects. Because in doing these things, our mind gets so focused on how amazing it is that it came up with something that it does not consider the bigger picture, the potential collateral damage, if any. I'm not saying everything that comes from the self-conscious mind and the ego is inherently bad. I'm just saying there's always a side effect, good or bad. I've been thinking about this for seven years, and I have yet to fathom that it can be any other way. So, not to demonize the mind, but to understand it, to know its place. Because we're at a time in history where we are making society and how we get along with ourselves and the planet very complicated. That should seem obvious. Just watch the news. Just look at the last year and a half. Without direct comment yet, I'll just point out that the ego is running a lot of the show, and you can tell that it's the ego when you see that there's ulterior motive. There isn't just pure feeling, pure caring, pure intention of compassion and mutual satisfaction with regards to situations. And it's hard to see that it could be simple because there are so many of us on the planet, everywhere on the planet, living in different types of societies, types of governments, types of monetary structures. It's um, a little bit insane what we've done with our thinking. But that's the whole point. We've done it. Within ourselves, to ourselves, and to the planet as well, which again is where does everything come from? From nature, from the planet. So if we create toxic environments, what do you think happens to us? It comes back around. That's just the way it is. That's the simplicity of the world. Not human society, but the world. 
having a circular effect. What goes around comes around. What goes up must come down. The laws of nature, the laws of physics are very simple and direct. We get in the way when we think because we don't consider those things as part of the process. So, with our body, the key is to perhaps look at our natural evolution and how disconnected we've come from nature. And that's something I'll talk about individually uh, on this episode or on another podcast, which I'm likely going to start up soon. There are many ways that we can live with in the scope of nature, with plants and animals, consuming plants and animals, whatever need be for survival in the moment, lots of ways are valid, and yet there must be some ways that are more optimal, optimal than others, depending on our circumstances and uh, where we evolve from. I've done a lot of research and a lot of contemplation on that, and there's no one answer, and yet it's something that we can improve upon immensely by me simply pointing out that just by walking into a grocery store, you can or should be able to tell how disconnected from nature we've become. When 80% of the store has products in boxes, whereas nature has everything just sitting out there, growing unto itself for the most part. And we take advantage of that through agriculture, but even then, when we don't do a good job, we don't get healthy food. And so again, that's a story for another day, but I'll leave it at that. The simplicity of that the message right now today is that our body wants to move, it wants to function, it wants to feel, and any impediment to that can decrease our status of health and our well-being, which is our birthright to just feel fine all the time. It shouldn't be that hard. And I chased the simple all my life from a young age. I knew that there was a simple answer to all this. And there is. The uh, things I'm talking about here, your spirit in a body with a mind is most simply at ease and at use when you know who you are and how you want to express it. And you also know that's not going to cause any intentional harm to the world around. That's a good feeling. When your body is ready to go because you've taken care of it, you eat optimally, you exercise, you move it, you share it through play, through exercise, through games, and then when the mind is mostly quiet, when the mind is doing what it's supposed to do at a base level, compiling information from the senses around, doing it once, once or twice if it needs to in order to remember things, and then not pondering it again until that information is necessary again. The final step being identifying that we also have a compartmentalized ego within our self-conscious mind that relates everything just to you, making us an innately selfish species individually and collectively when we look at the heads of a lot of the systems that ego built and how much they gather as far as power finances, control, things that only matter to the ego, not to simply being alive. So I hope this can inspire you to reflect upon where you're at now and how to simplify 
whichever system is challenging you the most. And if you have any questions, direct questions, please feel free to contact me via the podcast. Steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com works just fine. And I will either do my best to respond or put an episode up to answer questions and give the best explanation I can based on my experience of being able to manage these systems very simply and having an overall feeling of peace and freedom and good health all around. So I wish that for you and everyone and for the eventual change in the systems and structures around us to reflect that. Because be aware, if you think the world isn't simple, if it seems chaotic, it's only because we've made it that way and it's only a a reflection of the individual chaos in the human mind at this point in time, which is easily explainable based on what I've said so far and what I'll be explaining some more. So take care of yourselves, keep it simple, and love one another best you can. Friends, if you'd like to support the podcast and support this guy, Steve Willat, in doing this full-time, it doesn't take much. Steve is here just to do this, primarily, and also just to eat, sleep, and interact with the other humans and other life on a day-to-day basis. I want nothing from this life that I don't have right now. And so any money I get in excess of that will always go back into helping in whatever way I'm able to contribute. And you can contribute to an account that I have set up at LibraPay, L-I-B-E-R-A-P-A-Y, under the name Steve Alat, capital S-T-V-E, capital A-L-L-A-T. Or you can also find me on PayPal under my email address, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com, and at Stripe, using the same email. If you have any questions, Send me an email, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com. I would love to hear from you and uh, respond in kind. Take care.